Good Monday morning, more than likely, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I am the one of the two people who are named in the title of the podcast. I am Michael. And I am joined today by the man who is known as the Laurel or the Yanny of dated references of Irish podcasting. It's Benjamin. It's Laurel. It's Laurel. Ben, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as you are aware, lives most of his life in a foreign country. Italy. Very good. And apparently the Laurel or Yanni phenomena never reached there. Do you know why that is? Because you are, are dealing with an Anglo-centric mindset, Michael, because you live in a country surrounded by the old English language. I, however, inhabit a country that is, is not at all well, Anglo-centric. Benjamin, well, Benjamin, I would like you to stop casting aspersions on my mindset and realise that... Shut up. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Do the theme tune. Boom! <gasps> the music for the podcast... Don't actually have anything music But I hope someone will mix them up for us I don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel Brilliant, excellent. Um, Benjamin. Yes. We are, um, as they say in podcasting, we are balls deep this week. Uh, no, they don't say that, do they? No. Well, look, we've... We're mics deep. We're mic throating. We're... Ugh, that's much worse than <laughs> deep what I said. miking. Ben, we are balls deep in the summer lull. Yeah, it's a serious case of... <gasps> yeah, um, all the all the big movies have come and gone. Uh we we I don't think we're are we expecting it? I suppose Aquaman's the next thing we're waiting for. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for pumpkin spice lattes. Is that a is that a cultural thing? No, but it's a cultural thing in the states. I think I don't I don't know if it's a thing here, Michael. But, Benjamin, um, look, talking to the microphone. I've never I've never tried you know I've never tried a, a pumpkin spice latte, Michael. Have you, Benjamin? Aren't you somewhat lactose intolerant? I am. That's probably why I've never tried one. Yes. Uh, so you've derailed me there completely. <laughs> uh, we're in the summer lull, um, Ben. We're uh, the big movies have come and gone. And the TV shows are only just starting to come back. They've or, only just begun. Very good. Um, well, not necessarily actually coming back there. I suppose the first one is going to be Iron Fist next week. Iron Fist. We can watch that. That'll be something to look forward to. I'm not going to watch that. Uh, Benjamin, speaking of things to look forward to, uh, this morning, <laughs> yes. in our bloody scrambling search for content, we watched the trailer for Sabrina, the, what's it called? Sabrina, uh, The Chilling Adventures the of Chilling Sabrina. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, or the, the Terror of... I think that's it. Ben, give us some backstory on what that even is. Bloody bloody Sabrina was a, a TV series with Melissa Joan Hart at one point in, in our lives, yeah. if you recall was correctly. Was it the 90s? That's probably yes, it was very nineties. Uh, that, that's probably the biggest touchstone for for our listeners. Um, she was a, she was only a, a teenage witch, Michael. She was a teenage witch. That's she true. stayed with both her both her aunts, who were witches in their own right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem being that her father and, and her, her mother and her magical cat. Uh, yes, and her magical cat Salem, who was a highlight of the show throughout. Uh, the reason she lived with both of those uh, aunts is because her father was a killed. wizard. He was killed by Voldemort. He wasn't. He wasn't. That's another magical franchise that came a little bit later. That would be a good crossover, wouldn't it? It would. I, I, don't rule it out, Michael. We are in the season of the crossover. Mm. Season of the witch reference there for anyone who missed it. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, as it happens, her father and her mother, um, one was a mortal, Mammy, mm-hmm. and one was a wizard, father, completely forbidden. 
by the magical community. Oh, this sounds like Harry Potter. Yes, racial racial blood mixing ties in there as well. Mm. Um, but it was very interesting. Um, oddly fascist rule for a Nickelodeon's Viacom TV show. I quite liked Aunt Zelda. Aunt Zelda was she was a bit alright. She was quite attractive. There was, was an episode a, was where right. um, they went to see the Violent Femmes. Yes, and Aunt Hilda and Aunt Zelda de-aged themselves. She sported a pair of leather. Leather trousers, if I recall correctly. I think you might recall correctly, yes. Ben, because you don't appear to be really deeply searching there. I think that's nope. quite <laughs> that was that was a damn it. We're out of formative experience episodes, but yeah, that would have been that would have been a big one. But anyway, um, I think it was originally an Archie's comic character, um, and Archie has reclaimed it in recent years. It inhabits the uh, she inhabits the same universe as Archie, Josie um, and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. I don't know any other Predator Archie's stuff. No, not. No, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, the Predator exists in the Archie universe. Oh, that's mad. It's not part, of, but there was a crossover. Yeah, there was a werewolf series with Jughead. Yes. Um, where it was kind of like an alternate dimension version, and Jughead was a werewolf, and Archie became a werewolf hunter, and they were vampires. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Punisher met the Archie universe as well. But in recent years, the Archie's comic brand took a bit of a nosedive, and then to rectify that, they started doing all kinds of wacky things with their characters. Yeah. Um, and they sold their rights to CW, who bought it and turned it into a bloody moody teenage murder mystery. A very successful moody a teenage very, murder mystery. A very, very successful movie. But that should give you a rough idea. And in this attempt to rebrand, they turned Sabrina the Teenage which into an occult horror series yeah an occult horror series Ben were you impressed by the teaser no neither was I I thought it was very generic moot. yeah generic. Just, it was just uh, it's, it's something we would make for the podcast Michael <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take that as a compliment for yeah. my cinematography skills yeah. no not you Michael probably probably the thing that I would put up on the, the oh, thing okay. Michael actually puts a bit of effort into the videos and things like that ladies and gentlemen oh thanks um, I'm, I'm far more of a get her done kind of guy did I think the most striking thing was how much the new lead actress, whose name I've since forgotten, she looks like a young Emma Watson. A, a young American Emma Watson, more yeah. importantly. Or uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Oh, Emma Watson. Oh, God, Emma Watson. I would do things to her, man. Oh, Ben. That's not me. That is Chad. That's Chad, your American alter ego. Chad, yeah, my American alter ego. Ben, um, I quite like that they've cast someone who is genuinely a teenager. She's she's very young and yes. looks very young. Mm. Um, it is uh, yeah. She's very yeah. She's young. Yeah. Um, that was a very succinct sentence there for Ben of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. But um, she does look genuinely like a teenager, which is rare. She has that strange phenomenon of having a head that's much bigger than her body. Yes, lollipop yeah. head syndrome. Lolly, lollipop head syndrome. I believe in Ireland we call it a five head because a four head is normal. And then when you <laughs> add one to that, it's five head. She's got a real. Good. Uh, to use the parlance of, of the locals, she's got a real five head on her. Benjamin, yes. this week I have seen two genre films. Two genre films? Both of which I fell asleep during. Oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? Uh, I saw Tomb Raider, Ben. It's, yeah, it's all right. Uh, is that with Alicia Vikander? Yes. Vikander? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I see what they're doing with the young real-world Lara Croft version. It's just copying the video games. Well, the I mean, not copying. That's, I mean, it's a multimedia franchise, isn't it? So it's a more of a strategy than just flat out copying. Mm. Yeah. But I wasn't impressed by it, Ben, to be honest with you. Why? I found it quite dull. Tell me more. Um, the opening 30 minutes almost are setting up the character of Lara Croft. Mm. And they do it with a bicycle chase through London. Oh, no. A real low stakes bicycle chase. And oh, then no. it's a good bloody 40 minutes, I reckon, before any any sort of peril happens don't like and that yeah I, don't, I was already bored um, and I Ben 
I'm quite a Tomb Raider fan. Oh, are you? Yeah, I didn't I, know this. I was a I I I was a Sega Saturn gamer in my, no. in my teenage years. Oh yeah, and uh, Tomb Raider was one of my favorite ever video games. But I like Lara as an adult saucy minx. She was a bit of a saucy minx. And I'm not saying all female characters should be adult saucy minxes. But Laura Croftshed. Lara. Lara. Sorry, Lara Croftshed. Don't let the Americans get you with their pronunciation. Her yeah. name is Lara. Not Laura. It would make more sense given that she's of British heritage that it would be Laura though. Well, she is of British heritage and she was created by British people and her name is Lara. Weird. Yeah, that's how it goes. Speaking of things I fell asleep during, I also fell asleep during Hereditary. The horror film, mm. the one that Reddit's going mad about, saying yes. it's the best horror film of the last 20 years, Michael. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael, did you fall asleep because you were a bit tired, or did you fall asleep <laughs> because it was a terrible film? Ben, it's very hard to tell. <laughs> Let's be honest. I've been tired this week. I'm you've almost a, 36. You've had a tough week, Michael. I've had a tough week, Ben. I was at a stag. You, yeah. Uh, I'm very tired now, but Hereditary did not catch my attention the way... I had heard that it was a revelation in horror films, and... Ben, I watch a lot of horror. You do. And Hereditary was certainly a capable horror film. The, the The most exciting thing for me was that one of the characters in it was one of the main characters from uh, the TV show that I really enjoyed, The Leftovers. Oh! Yeah. Crossover So I really leftovers. enjoyed that. And Gabriel Byrne was in it. Gabriel Byrne! Mr. Gabriel Byrne! That's the fella. Oh, very good. Um, but I did not really enjoy it, and I thought that it went a bit off the rails and a bit weird. You listen here, young man. That was a fantastic film. It took a lot of effort from a lot of good people. Gabriel Byrne did not put that much energy into his performance. You have put more energy into your performance there than I think he did. I think he felt he was in a B movie for a paycheck, and he had no idea that it was actually going a to real be quite effort. a thing. Yeah, it was. A, I, I felt he was one of the weakest parts of the film. But right. yeah, two films this week. Didn't really enjoy either of them, okay. which was disappointing. Both damn screams. Let us know down below if you thought Hereditary was a revelation or a bit of a snooze fest. And let us know down below if it's Laura or Lara. It's definitely it's Lara, Lara, but I just, I just don't want to let go of it, Lara ladies and gentlemen. Croft of Croft Manor. If anyone wants to give me a little, little help down below. Lara Croft's dad is played by um, noted character actor uh, from The Wire, whose name I forget. He's English, but sometimes... Dominic you know. Cooper. That's No. No, Dominic... West Dominic West no. Fred Fred West no it's not Fred West it's no, Dominic he's a, something he's a murderer it's Dominic something hang on you go on you go on, on. You, well, actually, you go on Benjamin speaking of teenage witches we'll fix this in the edit obviously obviously <laughs> speaking of teenage witches Norman Reedus is 49 it is Dominic West it well, is Dominic then. West Norman Reedus is 49 years old I did not think that I did not think that at all yeah he's congratulations quite... to Norman Reedus look Ben Long hair goes a long way to hiding a man's age. Do you think? Yes. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. He's the physique of a much younger man as he, well. Well, I've never seen him in the nude. Nor have I, but I would reckon that he has the physique of a much younger man. He's got long hair and he they dress him young in... Um, and 49 is the new 30. He's also playing someone's kid brother in the series. Like yeah. His character is very much a coming of age character. That's or, interesting actually, because Walking Dead is going, what, 10 years now? He's not a coming-of-age character anymore, but when he was originally introduced with good old Michael Rooker, yeah. um, good old Michael Rooker was the big domineering big brother. Like I, I had always thought that he was about 25, yeah. 26. So you would have thought he was 25 at the time. I would have thought he was show, about maybe 35, 36 now. he was now. 40. He was 40 when he was playing the younger brother. If my age here is right, maybe I'm wrong. We're going to have to check that because it's... Yeah, I'm going to check it that. It seems while, a little incredulous. I'm going to check that while you tell us what character you think would best suit him if he was to make a, a comic book film. Uh, Michael, he'd probably suit one of the kind of the rough riders. 
one of the, the outlawish characters. He'd definitely be an anti-hero. Yeah, born in 1969. That's fucking mental. Um, first curse of the podcast. Whoop, whoop. Um, but yeah, that's a bit mad. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to waste time here and do a bunch of guesses because now I can only associate him with the person that he's voiced an, uh, an interest in playing and that's uh, Ghost Rider. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> was that the ghost rider? <laughs> that was the ghost rider on his little tricycle. Um, a ghost rider. I'd be, I'd be well interested in seeing him. I would like to see him play the traditional ghost rider, not the Johnny new Blaise. car ghost rider. The new Danny. No, Danny Ketch was the second ghost rider. The okay. new one. I Who drives remember. the car? I can't remember. Is of of Mexican descent or Latino descent? He's Latino for sure. I can't remember. Um, and he drives a souped-up hot rod. But Ben, he is in Marvel's Agents of Shield. He is, but so is Johnny Blaze. Well, now I assume that you have only seen this on YouTube. I have, whereas I have watched the entire series. Fair enough. In Agents of Shield, the origin story of the Ghost Rider, whose name I've forgotten. We really should know the name of that character, Ben. We do a the whole original. podcast. No, the the guy, the the guy with the car, the car guy. Yeah. Um, we should know that because we do a podcast about comics and stuff. That's the type of thing that people might. Expect Does that mean us people know. expect us to know things before so, we go on air? Anyway, look, that's very obvious padding. <laughs> uh, he has a car crash in the comic books. He's a teen, but in the thing, he's like thirty. He's very teen. In the he comic has book. a car crash, Ben. Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes. God Robbie Reyes. damn it! And he's played by Gabriel Luna. I think every single Latino character has a Reyes in their name somewhere. Well, it's a very common name. It's like calling an yeah. a, a, a Anglo-Saxon character John Smith. Or um, an Irish character Danny Murphy. Yeah. Mm. So, Fair. Ben, yes. he has a car crash. Yes. And he's out for vengeance. Yes. And then a ghost rider appears and passes the curse on to him. It's never specifically stated that it's Johnny Blaze. Okay. It looks like Johnny Blaze. It sounds like Johnny Blaze. I don't think it speaks. There's a clinking chain though, isn't there? Yeah. It looks like Johnny Blaze. It looks like the Johnny Blaze, the, the Nick Cage Johnny Blaze. But it, they never say it. So in the Marvel Universe, there could be a big gang of Ghost Riders. Well, there, there technically is in the comic books. Because Robbie Reyes is not possessed by the traditional spirit of vengeance. I don't know what he's possessed by now. No, he, he inhabits the body with a serial killer's ghost that escaped from hell. Is that still what gives him powers? I think Fair point. Because he's in the current Fair run point. of the Avengers, and I think he might be a traditional ghost rider. He might be now the spirit of vengeance yeah. in general. Because, because that was a weird thing they did, because they didn't want to give up Johnny Blaze just yet. Yeah. Where they were like, oh, well, it's not. It ha- he has a name in the comics. I think it's Xanados or... Xanathos. Zarathos. Zarathos. Something like that. It begins with a Z and it ends with an O's. Mm. Um... Anyway, old Zosi um, is the traditional spirit of vengeance he's given to... Just watch your levels a bit there, Ben. He's... Mm. You're all right. You're all right. Keep going. Okay. Um, he's given those powers from Mephisto. He's given those powers from Mephisto. Uh, the best thing about Mephisto is his name has Fisto. It is. That's pretty much the only reason we still... Watch him. He's been decrowned as, as King of Hell. Has he? Yes. By whom? Right. Gonna, yeah, we're going to have to we're stop. Just, <laughs> we're just <laughs> we're just stop broadcasting gold. Anyway, I think Norman Reed would make a fine Johnny Blaze. I think he would make a better Johnny Blaze than Nicolas Cage. Although I would be very disappointed if he didn't point his finger all crooked and say, I'm going to take this curse <laughs> and own it. You. I enjoyed that every time. Very good. You did this to me. Ben, last week we talked about things ending. We did. And one of the things that is ending... No, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Pope. We did. And, and we got Pope. lots of new Christian followers who seem to have missed the point. <laughs> uh, Christian people use a lot of bots on Instagram, as it yes, turns out. Yes, they do. Yes. Benjamin, 
Um, not all Christians. Not all Christians, but a lot of them. A lot of the a lot of the the ones that use it as a business tool seem yeah. to. Uh... Benjamin, you told us that Adventure Time was coming to an end. Yes. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. So Adventure Time is heading into its penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry. Penultimate is final, isn't it? Second last. Second last. Sorry. It's, it's had its penultimate episode. It's now heading towards its finale. It's ultimate um, episode. It's ultimate episode. The final one of the entire series. It's lasted for quite a while. A lot longer than the original creator, Pendleton Ward, intended it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It seems to have remained one of the strongest, most tri- uh, most loved mm-hmm. uh, fan bases in a very, 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 very long time. That. Ben, wouldn't be traditionally animated, would it? It's uh, it's computer animated. It's a flash sure. animated, and it comes from the CalArts style, is oh. what it's, it's referenced to. And it is widely credited for making, uh, well, for causing the wave of slightly generic animation to come out of Cartoon Network in the last couple of years. Including Rick and Morty? Including Rick and Morty, uh, a regular show okay. as well. Um, it, it was kind of the thing that propelled people towards flash animation and mm. made it such a wide stream use. What's Cartoon ca- Network ca- squares Cal- by it. Say again? CalArts. Like California Cal Arts. Arts? like uh, Caltech, yeah. Caltech, oh. Cal Arts Department. Um, and it's all the flash animation stuff, which replaces the traditional cell animation used hmm. by animation studios like Disney. Um, well, Disney haven't bloody painted on cells for a, for long, a long time. time. But these two styles were kind of or, distinguished between these two things. Or Boulder Media. Or Boulder, or Boulder Media. Who Boulder does... Media are an Irish company. They do Danger Mouse and some of the My Little Pony stuff. Oh, excellent. Uh, we met them at Comic-Con and they gave us pencils. That was very nice of them. Yeah. You have one in front of you there. I do. Mark. I'm using it for the podcast. Yes. So thanks, Boulder Media. Thanks for those pencils. Thanks very much. Um, if you'd like to animate us and give us two little animated things we can use, that'd be great. <laughs> um, that'd make my dreams come true and I could quit the podcast a happy man. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, um, I think one of the most interesting things about Adventure Time is the giant amount of lore that it's amassed over its time. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a whole elemental sequence. I, you know, there's there's a bunch of different races. They're all tied into each other. But I think one of the things I enjoy most about Adventure Time is how everyone goes, oh, it's been planned like this from the start. You know, it's been this grand narrative from the start. <laughs> and even people like Pendleton Ward have gone, I'm surprised we made it past season one. Uh, and is, I, is Pendleton Ward his real name? Pendleton Ward is his actual name. Oh, that's interesting, um, isn't it? Yes, he is. He's probably if you were to look at Pendleton Ward. Yeah, he is the epitome of a neckbeard. Mm. Um, and quite socially awkward in general. But he'll tell you that himself. That's not me casting aspersions on his character. He if I ever read the word epitome, it always reads in my head head as epitome. Epitome. Yeah. Mm. I used words. to think that was something you put on someone's gravestone. An epitome. An epitome. That makes sense. Yeah. An epitome. It sounds like a book that you could use to administer adrenaline if you've had an allergic oh, reaction. Oh, I could have used that <laughs> once upon a time. But anyway, that's a story for a different podcast. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that the lore that's built up and, and how the fan base is like, oh, he's a genius, he put all this together. And I think Pendleton Ward would be one of the, the first people to kind of say, nope, mm-hmm. I'm just really happy it's gone this far and I really enjoy telling this long, twisty story and it works really well um he's tried that kind of epic storytelling before and mm-hmm. it's failed horribly he did do a series for a youtube channel called cartoon hangover oh was which, that him yeah which was a hangover from federator studios so he did um what was it called I don't know Ben. about a bunch of teens on mars 
They were looking Teens for on Mars. Parents. No, it's not. It wasn't called Teens the on TV Mars. The TV show Life on Mars. Uh, no, it wasn't oh. that either. That was neither animated nor about teens. No, neither of those things. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he did a series for Cartoon Hangover on thing, and it didn't do as well. Oh, that's true. As well. But anyway, the ultimate episode is coming up. Um, I think a lot of people will be sad to see it go. I mm-hmm. think a lot of new up and coming animators will breathe a sigh of relief because it won't be the only thing commissioned by Cartoon Network anymore. <laughs> um. But it did have a massive influence on a lot of things. I think Adventure Time was the first cartoon that kind of blocked the way. Coming out of that awkward 2000s phase where we were trying everything and seeing what stuck. Mm-hmm. And then you could have a far more vulnerable, creative kind of cartoon character like Finn the Human. Mm-hmm. Who is quite a vulnerable person and really is just a boy going through his... His great hair though. Adolescent. Mag magnificent hair but it really is a guy just navigating his his growing up it's a coming of age tale with with monsters and dragons and ice kings and and whatnot Mm. um but i think a lot of shows like steven universe regular show um all of these rick and morty rick and morty gravity falls to a degree gravity falls to a degree absolutely they all kind of owe um gravity falls would have been the first attempt that disney had at mimicking the success of cartoon hangovers Mm. or not cartoon hangovers cartoon network's current run very good. Ben, speaking of formative experiences, tell us what happened the other day that made us both smile. Oh. So, go on, Michael, ben. as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm want to go and buy a comic book on yes. occasion. Yeah. Um, and I was, Justice League. I was in one of our local comic book shops. Go on. Taking a look at the two new Justice League issues that I wanted to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben, you feel, just to interrupt this story here, yes. add a bit of depth and colour to it. Yeah, why not? You feel no urge to buy a comic book when it comes out. Not necessarily, no. You're more than happy to wait a couple of weeks and then buy them in sets. I like installments. I you're, like I like to, to tear through. You're a weird egg. I am. I'm an odd egg. But So you'll wait and let a couple of issues build up and buy them. Oh, I enjoy Rather it. than just waiting the extra couple of weeks and getting a graphic novel. I would love to do that. And I have, n- I have not, as you know, I have not bought a comic book run in a very long time. And mm-hmm. the reason that I am currently buying this one is because I'm a massive fan of Jorge Jimenez's artwork mm-hmm. i think it's some of the cleanest most dynamic consistent work that i've seen come out of like a line. modern brian hitch uh yeah like a modern like a, brian hitch but like i would modern say modern jim lee even more technically talented than both of those men not combined though uh not combined no they probably have a fair crack at him combined yeah. but jim he's, hitch he's a phenomenally talented man you'd also probably appreciate him he's a very physically intimidating man i've seen Michael. him on, on uh, instagram i'd like to fight him he's a big man yeah. he's a big man he, he is as far as i know uh, a brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner is he so you could have a little scrappy scrap oh that'll be nice him. we'll we'll have a chat with him on i on... would like to set up a new series ben called mick fights comic creators um i think we should just set up a series called mick fights people who write in from the podcast and want to fight <laughs> mick um, i'm totally okay with that i'll commentate on every single one of them very good um but i was in buying oh yeah i forgot where uh, we were going justice here. league five and six um and while I was standing in the line, uh, a young a young man, a young, a young man. comic book fan. A local comic book fan. A local comic book fan of Irish descent, assumedly. Did he have a ginger beard? Came in. He didn't. He had uh, black hair, as I recall, and a pair of spectacles. Sounds handsome. Um, he was very handsome. Um, and he came in and he said, do you have the bog road? And the man behind the counter said, yeah, it's there on the shelf behind you. Um, and then he said, yeah, yeah, I was, I was uh, chatting about it. And then the man behind the counter gave him the little spiel, you know, mm-hmm. self-published and blah, blah, blah. And he said, yeah, I heard about it on a, on a podcast. Yes, go on. Called um, Michael and Benjamin's Podcast. That's our podcast, Ben. That's our podcast. And I swear to God, I was behind him in the line and I had a giant goofy grin. So this is assumably then when you said hello and introduced yourself and uh, said, nice to meet you. That's actually me. No, if, if the young man had 
turned around, he probably would have seen a man who looked slightly mentally ill <laughs> <laughs> standing behind him, holding two issues of Justice League. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I bottled, I bottled the intro. Um, and yeah, just to the guy, if you are listening, uh, we really appreciated you mentioning us in real life. <laughs> I was there, I was right behind you. Um, sorry if I made you physically uncomfortable with the heavy, with the heavy breathing, <laughs> but I was there anyway, and uh, we really appreciate the show. He was giving you two thumbs up. He was giving me two thumbs head. up in his head. He probably didn't think I looked as weird as I do. Um, but anyway, uh, look, it was just a really nice moment for me personally, Michael, and I put it straight in a little WhatsApp group that we have with some friends of the podcast. You did, and uh, we had our a WhatsApp group aptly named Ben Podcast Friends. Yeah, Podcast Friends. Um, and it was just a really nice moment for us, Benjamin. Well, yeah. Speaking of you doing something mental, yeah. it's time for the return of an old segment. <gasps> Ben's Retractions. It's Ben's Retractions, ladies it's and gentlemen. Ben's Retractions. Uh, I might put the old theme music back in there. Come on, shove it, it in there. Ben, he got something wrong. And now he's gonna admit that he got it wrong. Yeah. It's Ben's Retractions. Ben's Retractions. Right, go on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was a good space now for the edit, for the, the people, clean The people who are listening, I probably didn't, Ben. There's probably just a little moment of silence. Yeah, that's all right as well, though. It's that's pretty all right late. as well, though. It's pretty late on a Sunday when we're recording this. Yeah, we're fairly knackered. As I mentioned, Ben, I've been on a stag. You've been on a stag. And he looks every ounce the man who's been on a stag. Not my stag. Uh, not his stag. Not his stag. No. His good lady friend is still managing to slip the noose of being stuck with Michael forever. <laughs> You're a real um. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do your instructions. Oh, I was so delighted. Sorry, he gets to make fun of me for having to do a retraction. I get to make fun of him and his status as a man. Um, so yeah, um, Brent's retractions is due to a little mis- mishap on my end. A slip for of the, the tongue. A slip of the tongue for the Pope podcast. Um, I said that the man who came up with the theory of disenchantment, the philosopher who came up with the theory of disenchantment, was Carl Weber. Yeah. It is in fact... Max Weber. Yes, it, you were thinking of Carl Weathers. Yes, I was thinking of Carl Weathers from films. Noted character actor, yes. Carl Weathers. So Ben, your um, your slip of the tongue has inspired a combination of two things: your slip of the tongue and the fact that I spent eight hours traveling in a car with my friends this weekend Oof. has inspired the episode. Because as we were traveling, we were talking about the best films of actors. Mm. And I thought, you know, the the world would probably enjoy something like that. I thought that to myself, Ben. And I thought, however, we do a pop culture podcast. Yes. You know, not really. We can't. Look, it would be madness. It would be folly for us to talk about the best film of Jack Sheer Nicholson. Sheer folly. Sheer folly. Sheer folly. Although the best film of Jack Nicholson is, uh, for us, would have to be Batman. Batman, 1989. Because, it's, 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 Ben, it's, it's right up our alley. It's the definitive joker. So before, let, well, let's get yeah. us bloody going here, Ben. Best film of Carl Weathers. Best film of Carl Weathers. I mean, I'm... I'll never, I'll never get over Apollo Creed. Mm. But the first place I was introduced to Mr. Carl Weathers was bloody Happy Gilmore. Oh, Ben. Yeah. You boomer. And I, no, I, boomer. I had a weird reference that I didn't realise, possibly subconscious at the start of this podcast. The thing that is most synonymous with Carl Weathers in my mind is him playing the piano in Happy Gilmore's Happy Place, singing, We'd only just begun. I have never seen Happy Gilmore. To live... Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, well, I'm I'm missing out on what that might be a very good reference. White lace and promises. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I know him from. But then I I came to find his work much later. Um, I know him as Apollo Creed Mm. um, in Bloody Rocky, and then more importantly, I know him as Bloody Predator fodder. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A little bit later. So those those are the films that I know him from. Ben, just let's set down a ground rule for this, right? Yes. It is not. 
the actor's best performance. That's not what we're talking about. No, their best film. We're, but we're talking about the best film that they're in. So, for example, Carl Weathers is in Rocky Four for a few minutes. Yes. But that's still eligible. And the fact that he's only in it for a few minutes doesn't... Does not negate the fact that it could be his best film. It could be his best film. It's the best film that he is in. Yeah. And in the case of Carl Weathers, that's Predator. Yeah, it's got to be Predator, isn't it? Rocky IV is iconic, Ben. Yes. But it would be hard to argue that it's a good film. Very. Because, Ben, can we say that it's not a good film? I let you. (laughs) <laughs> thanks thanks a million man that's really great um, Predator Ben is a true classic though yeah. you, you can watch Predator now and it's as fresh as the day it was made come on you son of a bitch yeah over here get to the chopper go Very go good. what else is there I don't got time to bleed <laughs> uh, which is I still say that to this very day Ben I really enjoy that Arnold Schwarzenegger was his very own exposition you can't see me when I'm covered in mud does he say that? No, he says I can't, he can't see me. He covers himself in a little bit of mud. A lot of like, mud. He can't see me. Does he? Yeah. I don't remember him speaking to himself. I thought that was delivered dialogue free. He has a little chat to himself. I thought that after everyone else was killed, that was the end of the dialogue. No, he has a little chat Other to than himself. like, you ugly son of a bitch. Yeah, there's, there's everyone, everyone, die you son of a bitch. Um, every once in a while, there's a little, there's a little whisper. Well, you know, you have to do that. That's how you keep yourself sane. So, I'm whisper. That's what we're going to do this week. Carl Weathers' Predator. We're going to talk very briefly about the best uh, genre film. It has to be a genre film. Yes. So, we're going to talk about the best genre film of noted genre actors. Fair enough. Shall we start with the man with the largest... He doesn't have the largest head that I've ever seen. Uh, a man with a, a notably large head, Ben Affleck. Oh, we're going to Ben Affleck first. Yeah. Oh, damn it, you messed up the running order. I've, oh, I've thrown you a loop there, Ben. <sighs> God, gonna, you're a monster. Trying to catch up there, Ben. Uh, no, I haven't now. I haven't now. No, let's not worry. Uh, it arguably for me, Michael, it's, it's, it's the crime film uh, Town by Night. Town by Night? Is that no, not Town, Town by Night? The town? Uh, no, Live by Night. Live by Night. I... Live by night? No, I'm joking. That's that's a noted flop from Ben Affleck after he had his career resurgence, Michael. Oh. Um, yeah, I was, being, I was being clever. Oh, okay. Um, I was being clever, and I, I fucked it up because I, I got the name wrong. Yeah, because he's in a film called The, the Town, Town. And which that's is actually quite good. Quite possibly his best film. Um, I wouldn't say that. It's also not a genre film, so it doesn't count. It's a crime film. Do we do, are we covering crime films? Are we just doing genre films in our purview? I, I would have thought so. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'll take it back then. Well, I mean, we could. No, it's fine. We, we, we should have had a production meeting before this. Out, yeah. <laughs> ben, <So> look, <laughs> I'm going to give you some options, right? And then you make a face at me. Because making a face at me will be like podcast gold. People will really know. Yeah, because it's a visual medium. Michael. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so make vomit sounds into the mic. <laughs> So you don't think Batman vs Superman is Ben Affleck's finest genre work? <laughs> right, yeah, you're going to stick with that. So, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, not, I'm sorry to any listeners. What about <laughs> what about Dogma? Nah, no, no, he's good. just a moody Ben Affleck prick. Ben Affleck in that one for me is very much playing what people thought Ben Affleck was like. Well, he plays Ben Affleck. Yeah, in most things. No, he in 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 Dogma. He oh no, he doesn't play Ben Affleck in Dogma. He plays Ben Affleck in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He literally plays Ben yeah. Affleck. He literally plays, and ben that's Affleck. a great cameo. It is. 
But he plays the angel in Dogma. He does. Bart Bartleby. Bartleby is he Bartleby I or is Matt Damon Bartleby? I think he. I think he's no, he's Bartleby, isn't he? I've forgotten now. Look, we're going to watch it again. Yeah, well, or the, the episode oh in the future. Uh, but anyway, anyway uh, not his best. Not film. Dogma. No, okay. no, no. What no, about no, Ben? No, no. What about uh, Justice League? You thoroughly enjoyed that, didn't you? I hated Justice League. I hate his portrayal of Batman. I think he's a really weird, insecure Batman. I right. He's an oddly small, petty man. I don't think... He's not my Batman. He's not your Batman. He's not my Batman. Michael Keaton is my Batman. Michael Keaton is... And he is... is considerably smaller than Ben Affleck. Yeah, Michael Keaton is my... No, I would say the first Batman I was... I was... I won't say exposed to, because Batman kind of beats up those kinds of people who expose themselves to children. Very good. But um, I would say it's, it's got to be Kevin Conroy for me. Animated Batman mm. is probably my first Batman. Then shortly after that, Adam West Batman, because my grandfather heard that I liked Batman and uh, saw that it was on to Adam West. <laughs> saw that it was on TG Carr and would film it for me on a Saturday. Was in TG Carr? TG Carr is an Irish, an Irish language television channel mm. here in Ireland. On TG Carr, was it dubbed in Irish? Nope. That would have been great. This is a strange thing about TG Carr. TG Carr used to get the rights to TV shows and use them to draw people in. Mm. So they'd have one little English section. So they'd draw them in with a bit of English. Yeah. They had Justice League Osquelga, the cartoon. Did they? Yeah. They, they had, had Justice course. League Osquelga. Oh. A Hirkish Batman. Re- Rehanish. <laughs> Which is, my God, Batman. Run. Yeah, Run. They, they had, um, they had uh, Power Rangers in space. They did. In it's Irish. the I, I'm still not sure if it was Suspos. Power Rangers. Suspos. Neil Aaron Flanade. <laughs> <laughs> that's no on the planet, by the way. It's yeah, not with Aaron Flanade. Yeah, yeah, very, very good cod Irish there. Uh, one day, one day we might actually do an Irish podcast. We will, and it'll for be for shocked in the Gaelic. It'll be. Oh yeah, when's that? Uh, not not that far off. I think it's spring. I think it's a springtime event. Okay, we might do that in spring. Give us time to prepare. Spring anyway, Ben, you've sidetracked us with a lot of podcasts. Non- <laughs> you've sidetracked us with a, a, an unusual amount of nonsense. What about Ben Affleck, Ben? Um, uh, Daredevil. No. Yes. No. Daredevil is a great film. You're wrong. He's in a bloody. He's in a sensory deprivation tank. There's Evanescence. Bring me to life. No. Uh, there's Jennifer. Beale? No. What's her name? It's not Jennifer Beale. He married her. He did Jennifer... marry her. One of the Jennifers. One, One of, of the, the Hollywood Gen- Jennifers. Love Hewitt? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> was that not a joke? Jennifer Garner. I thought that was a Jennifer joke. Garner. <laughs> Jennifer Garner. It was Jennifer yeah. Garner. There's, uh, it was Jennifer Garner. A very compelling performance by um, Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Eh, I never miss. The <laughs> devil made me miss. I quite like... Daredevil and I think for the purposes of this conversation that Daredevil is Ben Affleck's best genre film listen Michael you're tired you've had a long day I'm going to give it to you because I want to move on anyway. <laughs> has I, he been I, in anything I'm else? going to give it to you has he he's been, been in loads of stuff he's been in Armageddon, Armageddon that's a shite film yeah. he's been in The Accountant which was an atrocious well it wasn't bad from a choreographing point of view but it yeah. wasn't a great story no it wasn't it wasn't all that interesting um, one of those strange corporate espionage kind of businessmen turn out to be a real bunch of bad eggs no he wasn't he was an assassin uh, he was an assassin but he works in a corporate environment he's brought in as a forensic accountant for businesses yeah. who want to find out where things go wrong that was actually not horrible it wasn't horrible but it wasn't great no. he was in Smoking Aces where he played another assassin I don't know if that was a that was a genre piece though he was in the masterpiece that is Clerks 2 
I, I've only seen that once, despite being a... It's terrible. Um, and he was, notably for the podcast, he played George Reeves, the original Superman on television oh, in Hollywoodland. of course, Land. that might be his best film. Wasn't bad in Hollywoodland. Yeah. He I played don't... the alcoholic George Reeves. I don't know if that would be... Uh, oh, he was the bomb in Phantoms. I don't know what Phantoms is. <laughs> that is a reference inside a reference inside a reference. That's what Jay from Jay and Silent Bob shouts at Ben Affleck in James and Bob Strike Back. You were the bomb in Phantoms? Yes, because they meet... <laughs> Why are we getting into this? They meet Ben Affleck's character that he played in Clerks. Not Clerks. Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. And he says Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. And then later when they meet Affleck, they shout that at him. And Phantoms is a science fiction horror film. So let's give it to Phantoms. Okay, Phantoms wins for sure. Meta credentials. Yeah, very good. Let's move on. So, yeah, how are we doing for time here? You lead. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine along. Good. Keep Uh, filling. The next one we're going to do, Ben, uh, we'll do noted character actress Jennifer Lawrence. Very equal opportunities here on the podcast this week, Michael. Yeah, very balanced list. Yeah, I don't know if things are balanced. If the moment we have a female to talk about, you point out that now it's balanced. Shit, (laughs) you've kind of. You've kind of undone yourself I've there. I've sunk a your bit. battleship. Yeah, you have sunk your battleship. My Look, battleship is fine. I pulled the plug out of the bottom of the boat like they do in cartoons, and now we're going down. Yeah, Ben, here's what the film that is definitely not going to be her best film, because we probably never see it X Men Dark Phoenix. Nah. It's not going to come out. Nah. What, what do you think the chances are on that coming out? 70 30 in favour of a no from me. You think it's 70 30 in favour of a no? It's just they've merged. It's the merger. The merger, Mike. the merger has happened. The merger. There's a lot of reshoots. The merger. And you just keep repeating the merger there, It's <laughs> the merger, Michael. There, there are a lot of reshoots. And yeah, I don't think it's going to come out. Yeah, and then there's the merger. Yeah, yeah well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I don't, honestly, honest to God, don't think it's going to come out. No. Uh, which is a shame because, well, no, it's not a shame. I, I tell you why. I tell you why. Stop thumping the table. Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, James McAvoy. Yeah. Three best things about it. Everyone else is kind of like, eh. Just a little level below them. Meh. It's just, it's not that. You just don't care about the other characters. Well. Michael well, Fassbender went all method on it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. When he loses his family. Spoilers. In Apocalypse. Is it Apocalypse? It it's is Apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah. He loses family twice. He loses his family in first class, then he loses them again in Apocalypse. Bloody heartbreaking. Like, the best scene in the entire film is where he loses the the kids. Disagree. Okay. Because, no, I I mean, I get your point, but I thought that that film could have done without that scene. He'd already lost a family. I would have preferred to see just Michael Fassbender do Magneto. I would have preferred that Apocalypse had mind-controlled some new lesser mutants. Why did it have to be Magneto? Because you needed to have him go against Charles again. I know, but we've done that. We've been there. Yeah, we've we done it a million times. That. Yeah, And his whole, oh, lads, I've changed my mind. I'm going to shoot loads of metal at Apocalypse now. That Oddly doesn't enough, get him back on side. I think the strongest film in that trilogy was Days of Future Past. I also disagree with that. Okay, fair enough. No, but go on, tell us why. I just think in terms of characterization, in terms of interesting plot, in terms of things you care about, there's more going on. It was a nice tie-in. You had Wolverine back. Everybody likes Wolverine. I don't... Ben, as you know, yes. I don't like time travel films. You hate time travel films. Because I can't blame you. I, there, there are no satisfying... The only satisfying time travel film is Primer. I've never seen Primer. It's a real boring film. 
<laughs> it's <laughs> so it's, boring. It's scientifically as accurate as you're going to get. It is. And okay. and here's it's the a great, very Michael Here's Michael the great thing about kind of it. Film. It's not a good, it's not an enjoyable film. You have to watch it multiple times for it to make any sense. And oh. even then, you're not going to enjoy it. It's like a puzzle. Uh. It's more of a puzzle than a film. Uh. But look, it's a good science fiction. It's a good time travel film. If I ever write something, Ben. Yes. Before I write it, mm-hmm. I'm going to create the rules of time travel for the universe in my head. Because that's all I care about, Ben. I don't care about the time travel being inconsi- being unrealistic. I care about it being inconsistent. Michael is channeling his inner Nicolas Cage in Ghost Rider here. Boulder <laughs> Media I'm Pencil. Take this curse. There's a Boulder Media Pencil pointed directly <laughs> in my face with every syllable uttered. If I stab you with a Boulder Media Pencil, as I threatened to do last week, who gets sued? Me or Boulder Media? You, because you're the one with harmful intent. Right. But... If Boulder Media wants to make it up to me, they can sponsor the podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll leave a link down below. So, uh, <laughs> I would say, personally, Ben, I could take or leave all of the Hunger Games films. Uh, yeah, sorry, we're back to Jennifer Lawrence now. Yeah. Um, I don't like Jennifer Lawrence. But ben, I, I should just say that right now. I can never separate her from her character. To me... But she's just a normal girl. She, she, just, she likes ice cream and farting. That's what I hate about her, and that's why I think Hollywood hired her so much, and I think it's why there's a lull now. She's just like you and me. In a lot of the stuff that she's in. I hate that you and me crap. She's not just like you and me. She's been a model since she was 16. She's fine. Do you ever get the feeling, Ben, and here's a thought that I have, that people who come across as really personable and normal in interviews, they're probably the weirdest in real life. And the people who are a bit awkward in interviews are probably normal in real life. Yeah, you couldn't have a point with... With Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. No, she keeps talking about how much she loves farting. No, she just keeps talking about how, how it's so nice to be in a normal place yeah. with normal people. I'm in people. a normal place with normal people and I She's can just fart whenever I want. Whereas you have a pint with Keanu Reeves and he's talking to you about the Redskins game. Yeah. They still call the Redskins? Probably not. But he's talking to you about whatever the sporting event on the TV is. Yeah. Anyway, this has turned into you hating Jennifer Lawrence. No, no, sorry. I should take that back. There's a, there's a, from a, from a professional point of view, she snubbed me at the Oscars last year and I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> no, um... I don't think she's a very good actress. I think she plays the same character over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, the character who takes a lot of guff and then all of a sudden finds a deep inner strength and it turns out to be just a very aggressive, bulgy kind of inner strength. I don't like it. I don't dig it. And she pl- she has the same expressions for everything. I thought Passengers was pretty good. Did you? But That surprises me. Really, I just love spaceships. Yeah. But really hated the whole message of it. Of, oh yeah, don't worry, he's kind of... Fucked you over there, but don't. He's the only one around. So it's okay yeah. to ruin a woman's lifespan if you eventually convince her that it's all okay. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it should have been called Gaslighting in Space, the movie. Which is theoretically what it was. Um, I didn't see Red Sparrow. I did, Ben. I did a video about it. Was it? You did, Michael. Yeah. You did see it. Well, I've seen your review of it. Yeah. Look, it's fine. It's barely genre anyway. It's, it's, barely it's genre not anyway. great. It doesn't pass. Um, Joy was awful. I'd say the best movie she's in is Silver Linings Playbook. I would not disagree with that, but it doesn't fit our doesn't purview. It doesn't fit our purview. So, so I think it comes down to First Class. Is it not Days of Future Past? I think, neither of us I agree think on Days First of Class Past. is a better film than Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past is there has it has a certain attraction because it's the old mutants and the new mutants and there's a crossover. Yeah. But I cannot forgive it for how little sense it makes yeah. and for how... They've managed to take the fact that they've made a team movie about the bloody Charles Magneto and Mystique again. And then they've shoved in Wolverine. Yeah. 
and I can't stand that. I think that because of its reliance on a stronger ensemble and setting up a new world, that First Class is a better film. Yeah. Even though Magneto is inexplicably Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutants! We are here on this beach facing these torpedoes. Interesting lesson. He actually got voice lessons from Conor McGregor for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bullshit there, Ben. Interesting, interesting fact. Yeah. Conor McGregor actually watches that movie every night before he goes to bed and that's how he makes his speeches. That is also not true, Ben. I think we're going to wrap it up there, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Who's next on the list there? Um, um, we'll do one more. We'll do Uno Mas. Uh, Sam Rockwell let's do Sam Rockwell Rockwell, because there's there's a man that we both agree Mm -hmm. great character actor yeah great in pretty much anything he's put in he is undoubtedly the highlight of Iron Man 2 undoubtedly Mm -hmm. I was going to say that myself Michael Uh, in one of my favourite space movies of all time Moon oh Moon the spiritual successor to bloody 2001 Space Odyssey if ever there was one. Oh, is that how you... I think it's a much better film than 2001 A Space Odyssey. Get the fuck in, Michael. This is going to be a fist bump. I didn't want to say it in case it rocked the boat, but yeah, <laughs> right there with you, buddy. It's um, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of... It's a more satisfying film than 2001 much A Space more. Odyssey. First thing I ever saw him in was Confessions of a Serial Killer. Or Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Not Confessions of a Serial Killer. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which was a great film. Is that in our purview, though? Uh... Not really. He was in the somewhat disappointing uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, he played the the president of Beeblebrox. Is that his name? Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't great in that. He was. He was great in that. But the movie itself was quite disappointing. But you could like you could say that about a lot of things. He's uh, he's been in that. He is great in it, but it is disappointing. I I mm. know I know what I've picked here. Do you have a choice yet? I don't have a particular choice, but if it, if it was it, if it was down to me, Michael, I'd probably have to go with, with Moon. Moon. You see, there's one rival to Moon. Go on. Which it's easy to, as we said at the start, it does the the person we're talking about doesn't have to be the the main role in it. Yeah, I know. He just um, has to be in the film. He just has to be in the film. Yeah. And I think it's hard to argue with uh, Galaxy Quest. I don't know what Galaxy Quest is. You don't know what Galaxy Quest is? No, don't think so. Galaxy Quest. Wow. Oh, that was the Tim Allen thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Tim. Next Generation piss take. Uh, yeah, I, the piss take of the actors of Next Generation. The piss take of the original series more. The Shatner? Than, oh, yeah. the Shatners. It, it, it had more of a Star Trek to Next Generation aesthetic. But uh, Tim Allen's character, I can't remember his name. Was he the red shirt? No, not Tim Allen's character. Sorry, I just completely lost it. It's Jason Newsmith is the name of the character. <laughs> well done, Michael. well done there on IMDb. Sam Rockwell played the kid. He when when the original show was on, he was the youngster. So he was Wesley Crusher, yeah, basically. And then they all kind of hate him. But that's a great film. So Sam Rockwell, although actually, no, Moon's better. Moon's a great film. You can't argue with Moon. So it's good that we got him in there. We gave him a fair shake, but I'd say Moon is better. Moon is probably his best film. Although, would you say that that blind Blade Runner film is his best film? What was that called? Blind Blade Runner? Deaf Blade Runner. Remember it? With Alexander Skarsgård on Netflix? Oh, Mute! Mute Deaf Runner. No, Mute was a shocking film. We covered this. But it had Sam Rockwell in it. He's not in it for very... Ah, gotcha, because remember the rules? Uh, but Mute was also a shockingly shit film. Mm. Also Duncan Jones, though. We could have done Duncan Jones today. 
Duncan Jones is an actor. Duncan Jones is a director. We could do best director. Of we could film. do best director of films. Then but Duncan Jones it. hasn't made as good a film as Moon since he since he made Moon. Source Code is all right. Source Code's all right, but it's no Moon. And that's no Moon. Let me spoil Source Code here, people. So cover your cover your source holes. holes. Terrible time travel ending. Oh no, it's not a time travel ending. Oh, it's kind of a time. Michael, travel you ending. love time travel, don't you? fucking do love time travel Ben I love time travel I think time travel is a great great conceit but I hate when they change Terminator Terminator can suck an egg the original Terminator films presented us a closed loop theory great of time travel yes so the Terminators sent back a Terminator and the sending back of that Terminator gave the technology to create Skynet yes and then Skynet was created and the Terminator sent back a Terminator, and the sending back of that Terminator gave us the technology to create Skynet. That's not And great. then the Terminator sent back a Terminator. Yeah. And and I like if you're doing a, a time travel episode, mm. if you're doing a time travel thing, the closed loop is my personal favourite. Mm. But it's very fatalistic. Yeah, because you can only go one way. Because it it imply it means that things can only happen one way, and yeah. here it takes away a lot of the heroes. Um, agency looper the best thing about looper was uh when it was over <laughs> that's a fair point i hated the the thing where you could injure them in the past and it would affect them in the future because that's kind of what i mean it, looper was a very inconsistent time travel. that's what i mean because when you injured someone in the past it meant that they would automatically become injured in the time paradox that was their future. Surely if you cut someone's leg off in the past, it completely alters their life trajectory based on the thing. There you go, man. they would always have the missing leg. So I understand why closed loop is your favourite, because it is fatalistic and has to keep going. Mm. Whereas if you think, oh, this will be a cool effect, if we cut his nose off in the present, yeah. it means that his future self who now exists in the present will lose his nose all of a sudden. No, that's not what it means. It means you directly alter his thing. His future self will actually just vanish. Yeah. Now, because you've changed the events that would have led exactly. him to that. Exactly. Yeah. I enjoyed or, that, Michael. Or, Ben, his future self would have showed up at the start of the film inexplicably with no nose. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't have then, had it any other way. Cut, and then he would have cut it off. And he never would have come back because he would have been like, oh no, because, I, no because I came back, I lost my fucking nose. Yeah, I'm going to stop. But then. Going to stop coming back. But now. then he couldn't have decided to come. Oh no. Oh no. We'll do a time travel episode. We've created a, Oh, we definitely should do a timey wimey episode. Um, okay, Michael. Do a wrap um, up there. So. Do you have any favourite genre actors? No, but don't do... That's too general. Ask the people where we write about... Okay, so who are we write about? Were we write about a, a classic Ben Affleck? Were uh, we write about a J-Law? Were we write about a bloody... A bloody... A bloody... A bloody... Thank you. Uh, were we write about a bloody Sam Rockwell? Yeah. Will I ever get my voice track ma- fixed? And will I ever be able to finish wrap-up ever again? <laughs> Maybe not. Um, if we missed any... If you completely disagree with us, please mm-hmm. let us know down below. Mm-hmm. If you think... Daredevil was the best thing since sliced bread. You and Mick can go off and be best friends in a pub somewhere, and I'll just leave you to it. We could, we could um, probably just watch Daredevil. You can come up to my house and watch Daredevil. Yeah, you could probably do that, and I'll just leave you to it, lads, because yeah. I don't think it's that great a film. It's too too tight on the spandex. It's, it's not great. Clever. It's it's worse. <laughs> um, we are, as always, ladies and gentlemen, on Instagram. We are, as always, on Facebook. Um, and if you have any favorite genre actors from Fergie films, please let us know down below. We're on in the Twitter comments. as well, then. We're on the Twitter as well. To anyone that goes into random local comic book shops and mentions us to people behind counters, thank you very much. Please keep doing that. Um, we're on iTunes. And we're on iTunes. If you could leave us an actual physical, uh, digital review on iTunes, loves on reviews. iTunes, uh, we'd love that because it does us a favor. God, 
God, one of those podcasts now. Um, as always, this podcast was not brought to you by Squarespace. Yeah. Or, although, I mean, I wouldn't get too carried away there in case they do want to contact us. Yeah. <laughs> so. Bye bye. It might be in the future. <laughs> what a shit ending. <laughs>